0: Illuminati. a A new world order. Trial. Sex. Excuse me.
1: Has anybody seen a uh,
0: white rabbit? That was a joke about the world being flat, right? Was it? When we are successful,
2: we have a real chance at this new world order Welcome fellow truthers to another episode of White Rabbit. I am your host Catalyst Jones and fuck I've been waiting a long time to say that shit again. And I'm coming back so fucking fire this time because I have on Julia from Cosmic Peach Podcast. And if you don't know about her yet, go check out her shit because she breaks down the coolest, funnest conspiracies and she she dives harder into this shit than anybody out there right now. So it is
1: fucking
2: awesome to have you on my show. Welcome, Julia. How you doing?
1: I'm great. I'm thrilled. Thank you so much for having me. We're coming back with the fire for the White Rabbit Podcast.
2: Hell yes. So you recently just did uh, your third um, installment of the Laurel Canyon shit. And <laughs> fuck, you blew my mind. I had no idea about the studios. Like the... the um...
1: Lookout Mountain Laboratory.
2: Yes. Like yes. that is, isn't something that's commonly come, in, come across, right? Because I'd never mm-hmm. heard it until I listened to your show yesterday.
1: Yeah, and... You would think that a facility that made 19,000-plus motion pictures would be something that everyone would know about, but they're all classified. had There was a lot of really prominent people that worked there that never spoke of what they did there, and they supposedly processed, like, AEC footage, and nuclear bomb test footage. And that's all that they did there. But they had to have underground parking and bunkers and electrified fence surrounding it. And they had climate controlled bolts. And you just start wondering, is that all they were doing? And why did they have access to like CGI and 3D effects if all they were doing was processing film? this location you know what I'm saying
2: and back in the day too and they had like the biggest sound stages apparently and stuff but anyways that's Mm -hmm. the kind of shit you guys are gonna get if you go check out our podcast so please go do that um Mm
0: -hmm. what
2: so what's going on with you You, what are you working on right now is there anything on your mind that you want to get into
1: I constantly have something on my mind, but I'm actually doing a new series that's going to come out in January that I was inspired to start researching because of the Laurel Canyon stuff, because it's a lot of research. Sometimes it's almost too much for one person and I would post an episode and then people would send me messages on Instagram and say, have you looked at this? Have you looked at this? What about this? What about this? And I was getting inundated a little bit and I decided that while the Laurel Canyon plays a huge factor in where we are today, it's not the beginning of the story. It goes way further back in time. So I went basically searching for the beginning of the timeline and I found it and I'm doing a series on it. <laughs> so that's oh, coming. Shit. Yeah, that's coming out in January. And I have a special Christmas episode that I'm dropping this month. I don't know when is when does this come out? Right now? Or yeah, it'll,
2: be, it'll be out like tomorrow. It's not live.
1: Oh okay. Okay. I was gonna say um I have a a couple of cool christmas episodes and i'm also thinking about doing a whole serial killer series but not in the way of true crime but are they who we think they are Ooh, or is yeah. there you there's know one. what i'm saying there there's probably some connections um kind of like in Program to kill have you ever read that book
2: no i haven't but i i have like a basis of of what you're talking about because i've heard this theory that serial killers are not who we really think they are and i don't have you ever listened to charles manson's interviews like while he was in prison the guy thinks like way beyond the average person his brain capacity mm-hmm. is just incredible and and uh you know going back to when he was a kid i mean he's been handled ever since so um are these people like groomed from a young age to
1: yes, be like a
2: Manchurian Manchurian candidate type of thing?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I also think that they're probably put into programs as kids. They all have military connections. I mean, if you think about Ted Bundy, military, Jeffrey Dahmer, military, Charlie Manson was surrounded by military people at all times and he also had like i said in the occult laurel canyon 3 episode he was bffs with the hell's angels a lot of people don't realize that and there's just if you start digging into it it's all like a big spider web
2: yeah definitely um i have family ties with uh hayward chapter um uh hell's angels and i was really young so i don't really remember any of the doings but i don't know man i wish i was old enough
1: that's scary are they scary
2: i don't know i wasn't old enough to retain any of it so it was it was like very young and my uncle uh sold drugs to them so
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's one of those stories you tell people at parties. I'm involved with the Hell's Angels. My my uncle sold drugs to them.
2: <laughs> right. Well, he was supposed to be he was supposed to be in it, and I don't know if it was he fell off of. Uh, he had a deck and a pool, and on the two story uh, area there was a deck, and he stood up on the rail and he went to jump off of it and landed in the shallow and head first and broke mm-hmm. his neck, and so he's. In a wheelchair. So I don't think, you know, like motorcycle gangs, like. Oh,
1: (laughs) yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. (laughs) No. And I mean, the thing about the military connections and like the Hells Angels, they also surrounded the Rolling Stones a lot, the Hells Angels. And I find that curious. Especially with what happened to Brian Jones, like the original, the OG singer for the Rolling Stones. That's my
2: dad's he- name too. That's so funny.
1: Oh, is it really? Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. But yeah, no, he was he was probably definitely off. He's a part of the Twenty Seven Club, and I actually covered it also in a deathbed confession. And there's just if you if you start on one thing, it just tangents you into a million other things. And then by the end of it, you're looking at your research, like, how do I present this to people to so make it make sense? Because it's so scattered, you know, and I you know what I'm saying about like.
2: Yes, definitely. Spider, I mean, everything web. spider webs out. And then it's like, yeah. which direction do I go from here? So I ask every guest the first time they come on my show, what was your first conspiracy what what was your first eye-opening thing and you were like, holy shit?
1: It's probably cliche at this point, but I was in ninth grade and uh, very similar to like in the, the horror movie, The Ring, there was this DVD that kept getting passed around to all the kids that were in band camp with me. And uh, I finally got the DVD, and I was like, ooh, it's this forbidden information. And I took it home, and it was Zeitgeist. Ah. And I watched it, and that was the first time I really started questioning, like, everything I thought was true is probably a lie. And it wasn't the beginning of Zeitgeist that got me. It was the 9-11 stuff.
2: Yeah. So you would think that I would get Zeitgeist a lot more, but you know what my number one answer is?
1: 9-11. Well, see, it's still 9-11 though because of Zeitgeist.
2: In a way though, right? But didn't yeah. Zeitgeist kind of make you... Que- In the beginning, like I, I was never into the that whole astrology part of the beginning of it, but mm-hmm. it did make me question some things with the synchronicities and shit that he was mentioning. So I, I have yet to dive down into that. I kind of want to talk to... Um, to a new york patriot uh, and pick his brain about that shit because i know he's heavy into that kind of shit
1: yeah he's definitely the guy for that conversation i more so have almost debunked the beginning of zeitgeist at this point but the middle part to me is still very very fascinating and probably true Especially with all the witnesses saying, yes, there was an explosion in the basement, and then the plane hit, and they found like the pillar or supporting beam in the basement was cut at that angle that they usually do right before they have a controlled demolition of the building. So it always goes back to some black magic, weird sacrifice thing. And I didn't know all that at the time, but I knew it was suspicious as fuck. And then I think my second conspiracy theory was JFK probably um was not not probably, he definitely wasn't assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald from the back of the head. Right. You know. And then from there it was like Marilyn Monroe. And uh that's a whole nother story, but I also really love MK Ultra stuff. What, I you, found MK Ultra stuff from my Marilyn Monroe research.
2: Have you heard the theory that Marilyn Monroe was transgender?
1: It wouldn't surprise me.
2: It would surprise the fuck out of me. And man, did I do some dirty things when I was a kid looking at Marilyn Monroe. So yuck.
1: <laughs> and I think though, and I'm about to get myself in so much trouble because people hate it when I say this. But I have done a lot of research on inverted Hollywood and this notion that they love to invert everything, the truth, people, ideas, everything's an inversion of the truth. So the idea of getting men to be attracted to other men is part of the agenda. And It was around the 80s and early 90s where the sagging pants and all that came in. And there is um, Professor Griff from Public Enemy talks a lot about it, Right, how they ushered in this, the new cleavage is the butt crack kind of thing, getting men to be attracted to other men. And even today we have a big push for like butts and you don't know if it's a girl you're really looking at and it's, it's getting worse.
2: Right. Uh, Wasn't it also uh, a prison thing, meaning open Mm -hmm. for business or basically open for business. So um, Yeah. yeah, inverted Hollywood. I really got... Uh, into like the satanic aspect of everything like opened me up to it first because uh it was it was more so like music led zeppelin and stuff and i started to really like dig into them and who they were and then it led me to a lester crowley and then Mm -hmm. so i came in I came in from the wrong end. Like I came in like dabbling in the in the bad shit, right? And I was like, ooh, and like my whole room was like full of satanic shit. It was bad. Yeah. And then yeah. thank God I came to the light, but um you know like so I I totally approached it differently and then when flat earth was uh suggested to me, I laughed at the guy and I was like, are you fucking serious, dude? We have pictures of the earth. Don't talk to me. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. The first time I heard it, I was like, don't breathe the same oxygen as me. You're a fucking dumbass. Don't waste my time with some flat earth shit. And then it kept being brought up almost in a gimmicky way at one point. I was like, if one more person mentions flat earth to me, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And then it forced me to look into it myself so I could have the argument. I always go into something like, let me research it so I can see if I can debunk this and what proof I can show to debunk it. And what it ended up doing was convincing me it was real. Yeah, <laughs> Same here.
2: I, went, I went into it to debunk it. And the first video I watched was an ODD TV video And at the beginning of it, it had Eric Dubay say, you might want to remember this moment as the last time you flat, you thought that the flat earth was stupid and (laughs) damn it. He was right. Yeah, I had so many questions after that first video. And, and then I would say it took me a couple months to admit that I wasn't married to the ball anymore. And then I just got completely obsessed with it for like a year and a half, like, and then Donald Trump and Q and all that shit took me away from it for a little bit. And I was fooled yeah. by that shit. um
1: Yeah, I would say I was in an arranged marriage with the ball. I didn't <laughs> agree to the right. marriage, but I just knew that's what it was. And I was going to have to live with it. So I just came to accept the relationship with the ball. But when the flat earth was introduced, I was like, oh, I get to choose. If I get to choose, I'm probably going to choose this because this looks way better for me. And I also love bringing it up to people who've only heard about it in one way and they don't understand the bigger picture. They think that where we are is the only piece that exists. And when you introduce the other realms... In the fact that we're just going through the circle and the the life cycle, the heating up and cooling down of Earth and the moon is a mini map and you start putting stuff like that in their face. Yes, They're like, I haven't heard this before. And I'm like, yeah, because a lot of the stuff you find on flat Earth is so fucking stupid. It makes you hate it. And that's by design. They don't want you knowing the real shit about flat Earth because it would convert somebody instantly
2: right uh sean hibbler his movie level is on um tubi do you know what tubi is it's like
1: yes people keep sending me stuff on tubi and i'm like i can't watch pepto bismol commercials every 15 seconds i need to see start to finish (laughs)
2: there's really good fucking documentaries and shit on there and i mean there's even a movie on there called pizzagate massacre massacre that's just fucking clowning us but anyways so they put hibbler's even on that thing on tubi they put hibbler's documentary under sci-fi sci-fi
1: yeah of course they do of course they do stuff like that just like um there was another one or or they make it impossible to find
2: so I had started to go back and to show somebody a a video that you had recently watched and you, you can't find it ever again.
1: Yeah, that's that's been my thing. It's like I'll watch something and never be able to find it again to show someone else. And I had watched this documentary by Jay Widener called Kubrick's Odyssey. And it was about how Kubrick faked the moon landings. I love Jay Widener. I know a lot of people have mixed feelings or they're on the fence or whatever. I love him to death because it really woke me up to a lot of stuff when I watched Kubrick's Odyssey because Jay Widener is a filmmaker. He knows what it looks like when somebody's on a fucking set. A green screen, you know,
2: I'm not familiar with this film
1: oh it's absolutely incredible you it's like a two-parter i think
2: yeah uh definitely please send that to me or remind me and i will
1: i'll send you the link i won't fucking forget i'm gonna (laughs) and then i'm gonna follow up to make sure you watched it
2: (laughs) so this is fucking awesome because i feel like i've known you forever because i listened to your show and shit but um i was i was thinking when you were talking about how christmas vacation is your favorite movie and everything oh i love you know, in my roadcaster, in the very first page, the the two first fucking things that I sampled in here was this soda washing machines. <laughs> and
0: Cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, rainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless,
1: fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit. He is. Hallelujah! <laughs> Pass the Tylenol.
2: Hell he's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that movie growing up, like back to back. It didn't even have to be Christmas time.
1: Yeah, I watch it like 10 times in December. And it it never gets old to me at all. I have family members who are like Cousin Eddie for real. So (laughs) when I watch that movie, it's like being at home. I'm like, yes, I understand you, Cousin Eddie. Here's a list in alphabetical order, starting with Catherine.
2: If, if if my my thing gets dented, my hair just won't part right, Clark.
1: My hair just won't lay right.
2: <laughs> Does it really matter, Eddie?
1: He was probably just nosing through the trash.
2: This is the greatest fucking film for Christmas uh, film anyway.
1: Uh, best Christmas film of all time, in my opinion.
2: I must say, though, I was shocked that um, Nightmare Before Christmas was not on your list.
1: I'll tell you why. I was a latecomer to the whole Nightmare Before Christmas thing because I only watched Halloween and Christmas movies that my mom liked. So all the classics, you know, Christmas Story, Lampoons, and for Halloween it was Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason, Exorcist, you know... um, what's the, evil dead like that's what i was watching and it wasn't until i got old enough for stuff to come on the disney channel and actually start watching it for me to be introduced to it so i think i was like almost in ninth grade the first time i watched nightmare before christmas and it just didn't hit the same because i was like ah, it's got nothing on the classics you know
2: Yeah, definitely. I just felt with your personality, that would have been one of them. But um, I never really jumped on that train, but I do like the character Jack Skeleton. I think it just the drawing of him, just his character in general. As an artist, I like him.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's the song. I I love the songs. And if I had a dollar for every time... And for those of you who can't see me, it won't make sense. But if I had a dollar for every time someone told me I looked like a Tim Burton character, I'd probably have at least $20.
2: <laughs> I don't see it. So, okay. <laughs> They'd be
1: like you look like Edward Scissorhands or something. I was like, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> That's fucking great. So, um, uh, <clears throat> when, uh, Shit, what was I going to say? Oh, you were talking about Krampus, and I had no idea that it was like a, a dual thing. And it it just takes me back to everything is a synchronicity, uh, what is up is down, uh, black and white, checkerboards, everything. Yeah. And, and so what do you think as far as our other um, mascots, I would say, for holidays?
1: Like the Easter bunny? Yeah. Tooth fairy, yeah, all of these motherfuckers. I uh, I think that they have pagan ties to them as well because the bunnies like the fertility instead of you know, and it's very interesting that Easter, much like Christmas, is supposed to be when we have the resurrection. So, what has it got to do with an Easter bunny or baskets of eggs or Easter egg hunts or anything like that? It's just another way of like copulating the pagan tradition because why? So it's Easter, but we're worried about the Easter bunny or like going to the mall and sitting on Santa's lap, sitting on the Easter bunny's lap. And in a way, we have like this dual nature to every single holiday where, yes, I love my Christmas movies, I put my tree up, I do all of that shit. But at the same time, I do realize that the purpose of the holiday has absolutely nothing at all to do with any of that. So why have we just kind of accepted it as part of the norm? Just like Easter has nothing to do with bunnies and eggs, but for the pagans, it was a fertility time,
2: right? Yeah. And
1: a lot like Krampus Krampus, if you were an ass all year would just take you out into the woods and beat you with sticks and branches and you or you just never be seen again. So that's terrif- That's like a Halloween story. Yes. What has that got to do with Christ's birth? You know.
2: You know, I was just thinking too. There's always that duality because we have uh, the the one true high, and then we have uh, supposedly Satan,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? And and so is everything just a branch off of that? I'm wondering. Maybe I don't know. I'm just brainstorming right now.
1: Yes, because if you understand about the Nephilim, they were here and they were, this might be a lot for people, but they they could shapeshift. Demons can take any form that they want to to deceive you. So a lot of these gods of old were really Nephilim. well
2: well, yes and no but the nephilim were the uh the children of human women that were uh conceived from angels or demons
1: those those were like the hybrid motherfuckers the neph so the nephilim were the ones who like had sex with the human women and then they had the hybrid babies which were like the watchers but there was like this whole hierarchy of like nephilim and then like the lesser angels, which would have been like cherubs. And the cherubs, are they had serpentine-like half-human, half-snake appearances. They could have a bird head or a dog head. And that's where we see a lot of this stuff in Egypt with like Anubis and Horus. And is this like a dramatization what we're seeing? Are we seeing fallen angels or serpentine-like cherub um, and it was like the Raphael and the or the Raphaim and the Seraphim and they all these lower ranking angels they could shapeshift but they actually had partial human and partial animal features which is where we get stuff like the dragon and the feathered serpent and Quetzalcoatl these are the gods of old and much like the titans and odin and the norse mythology these these are deceptions they're not the true god which is why i feel like even today we have a hard time drawing the line in the sand where we go this is not part of our religion Christmas trees, holly wreaths, mistletoe, gift giving has nothing to do with Christ's birth. If he was even born on the 25th,
2: which it's most likely that he wasn't um,
1: most likely that he wasn't. And people argue with me, but I say no.
2: Right. Um, Some people say September and some people say July. Mm. um, Shit. Well, oh, what? So. I have this theory and I'm not the only one that has it. So it's not original to me, but what do you think about uh, Satan having sex with Eve? And that was the, uh, the forbidden fruit to say. And we know that uh, women can bear twins from two different fathers at the same time. And what if Adam was, he seated Cain and um, Satan seated Abel.
1: Or vice versa. Like, I, so mix it would be, I mix that up. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. And then there's the whole Lilith thing. Um,
2: and then that's why bloodlines are so important and, and why even in the Bible, it says like, do not alter your blood and blood is sacred. And I, I and I feel like maybe like those offspring are here and they're all demons that live among us from that side. And yeah. then we have Adam's seed, of of pure humans walking around, but we've all melted, potted each other together. So we we got both fucking seeds in us. Most of us m- probably do. And
1: well, we've we've been shish kebobbed from the beginning. But I think I think the real story is what happened after the flood. But I don't want to let the cat out of the bag because I am working on some research pertaining to this very subject so i will say in general i agree with what you are saying but it's so convoluted at this point it would take me an hour to explain but there is something very close to what you're saying going on which if you look at our royal families they boast about having bloodlines that go back to sick fucking freaks like Vlad the Impaler and Elizabeth Bathory, and they brag about this, that they're from this line of this person and goes all the way back to the, and it's, it's very important to them. And there is a reason for that, but I won't let the cat out of the bag just yet on why that is.
2: Okay. I think I have some ideas, but I'm probably totally not on the right track as you. I do want to ask you though because i do love simulation theory i love talking about it and i feel like it can it can coexist with uh the bible as well what do you feel about mm-hmm.
1: that yeah absolutely i think that uh we are in di- so i i'm a flat earther obviously so i believe it's coming from space I don't, uh that there's if you look at the ancient structures from a bazillion years ago we've had the same stars for forever in the same alignments for forever if we were spinning and going through space that the way that they say we are why would we not have different stars all the time like it just it makes no sense to me but At the same time, I do think that there are other dimensions where they can kind of like pop in and out of. And there's like higher and lower dimensions, depending on your frequency, if you're a higher vibrational entity, for lack of a better term, or a lower vibrational entity. And what we have going on right now is some type of a matrix where they're playing games on us.
2: I love it. Yes, absolutely. I believe in in sort of like a created uh, biological matrix. And when mm-hmm. and when people ask me uh, what do we live on, I used to say flat Earth, but now I say we live in a simulated reality, or we live on a we live on a flat plane, a flat hollow plane in a simulated reality.
1: Yeah, that's very close. I would agree with that. That's about as close as you can get without getting to go up out of the firmament which nobody can do
2: right but and then you talk to people like brandon um from expanding reality and he he he'll tell you that it is whatever you perceive it to be because it's going whatever we perceive is is basically what our reality is and i think there might be something to that as well
1: um and i've met him and i truly do uh respect him a lot he was very kind to me But to that, I say, try to go to space then, and then come back and tell me if it's flat or not.
2: (laughs) Well, true, right?
1: It You can perceive as much as you want. You're about to go to Saturn, but there's only one truth. Either you will or you won't. And if you can't, it's flat.
2: I like it. Okay, well, boom.
1: (laughs) What? Did we just (laughs) become best friends?
0: Yep.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what other shit do you like to dig into that you can't or that you can talk about without giving anything away?
1: I really like to dig into uh, obviously the Laurel Canyon stuff. But if I see a topic that's been covered on another show, I won't bring it on my show. So I literally go looking for the unknown and I make my own theories up about them. So the Wizard of Oz episode Amazing. No one had ever covered it like that before.
2: No, that was amazing, by the way, and thank all the synchronicities you. that you threw in there with the and I had no idea that it was even an MK Ultra thing to be mm-hmm. before I went into that episode, and and just how you tied it in with other movies and shit. Holy shit, that was really good. Guys, go listen to that, please.
1: Okay, thank you. And <laughs> and the uh, Wizard of Oz episode opened a lot of doors for me because I started seeing that there's a pattern that there's a lot of symbolism they like to use over and over again, because these are triggers. Whether we know that they're triggers or not, it doesn't matter. They know that they're triggers and that's what they're going to use. So this archetypal story of wizard of Oz is repeated over and over again, because you have Alice in Wonderland and Coraline, Peter Pan, These movies have a very similar Chronicles of Narnia and shit. If you know anything about Tolkien from Lord of the Rings, you'll know that he was tapped into some shit. Like he he knew what the fuck was going on. So, and Stanley Kubrick. So why do they like to include these type of things into their movies? And for me, if I'm an artist or i'm creating something i'm going to create something that i love and that i like and that i know about so they understand what the symbolism means they understand what the story is that they're trying to tell and other people who see it if they're of the understanding they'll be like oh i see what they were doing there but to us we're like oh i love peter pan it's a child story about the fairies and the pirates and that's not what it's about right so much like wizard of oz you have to search for the what what are they really saying here
2: and you tied it in with like all the way up to like quincy jones and even tupac yeah. <laughs> and oh. i mean you seriously like when i said when i said earlier that you're like one of the best researchers in the game that was not a a faceless compliment that is like totally i meant that
1: that and it means the world to me too because i always have a doubting thomas moment before i put an episode out um and i don't know why because if people don't like it they can just not listen to it but I always have this Doubting Thomas moment where I'm like, does this, is this even good? Because I've, I've researched it for so long. And then I've played it back a couple of times and listened to the episode a couple of times. And did I really hit it? Did I really get it? And if I'm even a little bit, like, I probably could have went even harder, but I'll just, sail it out there and see if anyone responds to it. And then it's always like overwhelming, like everyone loves it. And I'm like, really? Cause I wasn't sure. I, I am so skeptical of myself. Like, am I even good at this? And then someone's like, no, you're really good at it. And I'm like, well, hallelujah. Because yeah. I-
2: You're the conspiracy show for conspiracy theorists, right? Because as conspiracy theorists, we'll listen to all these different shows and maybe here and there we'll catch like one or two things that we don't already know about, right? But when I listen to your show, I walk away from it every time like, Jesus, fuck, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. (laughs) Like, where does she find this shit?
1: (laughs) Thank you. Yes, and I really appreciate it because it's not that. And the whole reason I have a podcast is because I listen to other conspiracy theory podcasts. But if I hear something on someone else's show, I just assume that it's been covered a multitude of times. So I want the content that I put out, even if it's nothing to do with modern times, for someone to listen to the episode and say, damn, I learned something today. Even if it's just something small about Marilyn Monroe, like, who cares? It was forever ago. But did you know that it happened the way it happened? You know, it it all kind of goes back to this underlying theme of people getting suicided. And they're still suiciding people. I might not cover somebody who got suicided in 2022, but I will cover, like, who started the whole suicided movement. You know, I went all the way back to, like, Project Artichoke and Fred, uh, what was his name? No, his name wasn't Fred. Frank? Frank Olson. Yes. I went back to that motherfucker, and he was, like, the OG got-suicided guy. And then I just followed it from there. Who was that? Frank Olson, oh, he's the one who invented the whole tortured to death interrogation manual for so, the CIA fucking A. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, okay. Very interesting. Yeah, so they haven't been doing these sacrifices then since before the CIA?
1: Oh, definitely, 100%. I just think it was easier for them after he he essentially came up with the protocol and introduced LSD as a way to interrogate people and to manipulate them and put them in kind of that Manchurian candidate type of mental state so they could either be brainwashed or interrogated. And then he was like, this is wrong. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. They gave him LSD, clubbed him in the head, and then pushed him out of a window. And that's the first one I could find that had something to do directly related to a secret government program.
2: That's that's crazy. I see. I didn't know that you're going to blow my mind on my own show. So that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Frank Olson, people look him up.
2: (laughs) I What do you think is up with this fucking satanic push lately? And I don't want to be like, on the bandwagon and talking about balenciaga that's why i don't post about it but it is interesting and i just posted in my story the uh kaylee jenner's new advertisement where she's naked and blood's dripping off of her her yeah and her nails are done like like claw like demon claws or some shit and it's just like why do you think the blatant push of satanic shit right now is it like to give us these wins like is the whole balenciaga like see we got you we got you but like nothing fucking happens like i mean why do you think they're giving us these wins and why are they putting it on our face so heavy right now
1: are you a christian
2: i lean towards christianity i believe in a creator and i don't know
1: i can accept that answer um
2: I just the Jesus himself. I don't know.
1: Because yeah. and I I I never uh condemn anyone for thinking any way that they want to um obviously but I sometimes find it easier to explain things from my perspective because that's what I believe. And I don't like to offend anyone, but I think we're in the last days, like the last of the last days. We're like at the pinnacle, it's go time. They're pulling out all the stops. We're not fucking around anymore. Like if you are dedicated to your faith, it's time to stand up. These are the days and they're testing us. It's going to be, um, A one-two punch. Every time you find something, there'll be something else. And they're going to just throw everything at us. So it's almost to tire us out a little bit because we do put a lot of energy into each and everything that comes out. It can't just be Balenciaga, you know. Everybody's so focused on it, and then they'll just hit you with something else later. I try to reserve my energy because I know something else is coming, and uh, I do think we're at the tippity toppity. We're at the peak, and shit's about to go down for real. I'm talking like Mark of the Beast type shit.
2: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm 100% agree with you that we are living in the end times, and I and I believe that my being chose to be here at this specific time for this. And the crazy thing is, is I had no intentions on coming to Tennessee at all. Like it was not even on my radar. And then when I finally made the decision to come and then somebody sent me like this uh, shit and it was basically like the Nile river is not where they say it is. It's here in Tennessee. It's the, uh, whatever main river is that's here. And when it dries up, then that's where the Titans rise out of. And what is the football team called in Tennessee? The Titans. Right. And was putting all these biblical things together. And I was like, I definitely chose to be here in this time Mm because, and now now I'm going to ground zero where everything is going to fucking take place.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because if you believe at all that we chose to be here, obviously you do and I do too, but for anyone listening, If you're alive right now, it's because you chose to be here for this time and it's about to go fucking down and um, you have to put on your warrior face because I'm 100% I don't fuck around. Like There's a reason I started a podcast and it was if my one thing that I can do on this earth is wake up two people, I feel like I've done all that I can do. Because I'm putting it out there. Anybody can listen to it. Anybody can just be open-minded, hear what I have to say. Maybe I only wake up one or two people. Those one or two people, hey, they, they get to stand and fight with us. You know, you don't fucking build an army by being complacent how the fuck are we going to get people on our side if we don't speak up and talk about this stuff? Because I thought I was crazy for the longest time. You bring up a conspiracy theory to someone. It's like, you've just literally blown their mind and like taken them and put them on another timeline. There, some people are not ready for that shit.
2: And there's a massive mass awakening happening right now too. So I think, I think unfortunately the people that have boosted themselves up to uh, no return Mm-hmm. And then I think that those are probably the NPCs, and they're not going to wake up. And it's done. I, I mean, yes. no, it wasn't the mark of the beast where you're putting something in your forehead or in your in your right uh, palm, right? But it's uh, it's there. And now we're going to this digital bank currency, and that's exactly what they're talking about doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And so, yeah, I mean, you ask me if I believe if I'm Christian. I I have questions about how Jesus was written in the Bible and how there is a uh, such a big gap in in where was he during like from the age what 12 till he was 30
1: Yeah, it was like 13 years or something like that and he was supposedly with like these um real badass motherfuckers like some really wise ascenes some like the the men who traveled from the east the the three wise men that came for jesus birth he was with some motherfuckers like that teaching him breath work and meditation and he came back like a badass motherfucker healing people and he had all this ancient wisdom and um i also think he was uh traveling during that time but what do i know i wasn't there and it's not in the Bible. So that's, this is only speculation, but he did return like on a whole nother level.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I believed in Jesus for so long and then I started reading other things and I'm, I just, I question anything that man has manipulated and mm-hmm. why are there so many missing books in, and, and, you know, we get to read like the two book of the missing books of Enoch and, there's other ones that we get to see and read, but like underneath the Vatican, how big is that fucking library that we're never going to get access to? <laughs> that's a whole
1: nother, the- nother podcast. That's I mean, a whole that's nother pod- <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, yeah,
2: I'm just saying all this shit ties in together, right? It and does.
1: It does. It does. It they're does. They're
2: keeping all, they're keeping all of the puzzle p- puzzle pieces away from us. So it's, it takes people with like a huge amount of fucking discernment to be able to see the picture without having all of the pieces. And, you know, I think I can see the whole picture even without the Jesus piece there.
1: Yeah, and and like I say, I I never condemn anyone for, for their journey. As long as you're on a journey, like, I respect that. It's way better than being fucking oblivious to everything. I just have found because it was so important to my family when I was a kid. You know, my grandpa was a reverend and my dad was... I don't think he was a reverend, but he definitely was, like, something. And they both, you know, preach all the time. And my mom sang in church, and I grew up in church. And I remember hearing stories from the Bible and being like, that just doesn't make sense to me. And I went through this kind of rebellious stage, especially after I watched Zeitgeist where I was like, I'm going to take a break from this for a little while. Cause you know, the church kids are always the crazy ones that get like face tats and their nipples pierced at 16. So that's, that's like, I was the crazy church kid who was like, I'm so oppressed. And then I busted out and I was sorry I did because then I quickly remembered all of the fundamental things I grew up with. And I'm coming like full circle back around to it, incorporating it a little bit more into my life because that's what feels like home for me. But I do understand that not everyone feels like that because their upbringing or whatever path that they're on. And I keep finding stuff that goes back to this central idea of like the end of days seeing the signs knowing what's going on um, this this ever present evil versus good battle that's going on and it feels like home for me because I grew up reading the Bible and I'm really familiar with it but I'm not gonna say you're wrong and I'm right. But I do know there's some, re- they're, they're pulling out all the stops and I want to be ready.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I totally agree with and respect where you're coming from. And I'm not saying that I don't. Okay. Here's another thing is I don't have beliefs. I have ideas. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm not saying I don't believe in Jesus. I just have questions and mm-hmm. I have sour taste in my mouth because my my fucking mom was in and out of Jehovah's Witnesses as I was growing up.
1: See, that's PTSD. And
2: and then so I had to go to those kingdom halls and I had to go through the Bible studies like off and on throughout my childhood. And then when I graduated, like my, my stepdad was totally against it. And thank God he was when I was growing up because I would be totally in that brainwashed fucking cult right now, jabbed up, thinking that fucking... Anyways, different story.
1: Yeah, um, no, I understand completely. So, like,
2: it rubbed me the wrong way to the point that I fucking turned to Satanism just to be like, fuck you. Basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, But, you know, like everything we were talking about, like uh, the, the holidays and how they come from pagan and shit, I learned all that shit from the Jehovah's Witnesses. Like, so some of the shit they say is real and is legit. But when you find out that they were founded by the Rockefellers, I'm like, go fuck yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's why I always tell people you have to find your individual line in the sand, because if you get involved in one of these cults, they will beat you over the head and brainwash you but just like everything they mix like half truths with a lot of this these indoctrinations and they're almost rituals to a point where you get dressed a certain way you have to act a certain way while you're there you got to sing the songs while you're there you got to play the part while and that's indoctrination that's repetition that's memorization, memorizing the songs and bowing and good to see you, sister. How you doing, brother? That's indoctrination. What I'm talking about is a whole nother you have to find your line in the sand where you go, this part is man-made and this part is probably the truth. And I'm gonna kind of look further into that and find my own way to what the truth is, because everything, like I said, it has been so convoluted and shish kebab since the beginning of time. We're all fucked off and don't know what the fuck's going on.
2: Absolutely. And and it sucks being fucked off and not know what's going on. And I and, and we're talking about the end times and I truly believe that we are in them. So even like um, less than a year ago, I went with a buddy of mine to go to church and I even started doing bible studies every week like through zoom with a buddy of mine i went to high school with and shit and i quit doing those because i went to this church and it was right when the ukraine war was happening and they were talking about ukraine and they were talking about the jabs in a good way like pray for ukraine and this and i fucking stood up like as soon as they started i I sat through the jab shit and i was looking at the guy i was with and i was like oh this ain't gonna happen dude And then Mm -hmm. he started talking about Ukraine and I was like, I'll meet you in the car when the shit's over.
1: Yeah. 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 That's the, the, the man-made part of it too. And the whole idea of having to be in a building is another man-made because you literally read in the Bible where it says that God lives in your heart, but we have to go to this building to prove to the other people that we're part of the cult and we come every Sunday and we do the communion and we and that's, again, part of the man-made stuff because I grew up Pentecostal. So we were the running oh, through the church shouting and screaming and speaking in tongues and my grandpa was slinging the holy water all over everybody. I mean, we were soaked with oil. Laid out on the floor, tired from running, and it just it was like a madhouse in there. I loved it. I thought it was a great time. It was like being at a concert. Woohoo! And it wasn't until I was in high school when people were like, "Ooh, the you're the creepy ones. The Pentecostal, they're weird." And I was like, "You're talking about me being weird, and you got on a jean skirt that covers your ankles." No makeup on. You need to do your eyebrows and stop talking about Pentecostals, okay? At least we be trying to dress. (laughs) Y'all look like some plain, boring-ass motherfuckers. It might do you good to run around shouting and get some oil sprinkled on you because you need to liven it up. (laughs) So there's no denomination that's like, this is the right one. You know, this this is just man-made stuff. And it's based on how people have interpreted scripture. And... Again, you have to find your own path towards that shit. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Men, people are wrong a lot of the time. But I look for what's beyond the man-made stuff.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I get way more out of conversations like this or my own dives that I do. Yeah. and uh, I need to do it again because I didn't actually read the book of Enoch. I listened to like the cliff notes of it, basically. And I, I just have such a hard time reading because I usually fall asleep in 10 minutes. So I need well, to... I, uh,
1: I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Don't read anything. Wait for my January series to drop. And then we can come back and compare notes, you and I.
2: Okay, let's do that okay deal
1: don't read it just listen to the episode
2: (laughs) so fuck dude not all conspiracies are dark and i know you dive down some fun ones so what is your favorite one that actually has a happy ending
1: they're few and far between
2: yes they are
1: oh shit you know what The Lizzie Borden one was kind of a happy ending. And I did another one. I mean, I mean, sometimes cryptid stuff can have a happy ending. I'm a very mystical type of person. So I believe in all that shit. Dogman and Bigfoot and Have you uh, had
2: experiences with cryptids?
1: No. And I keep like waiting for it to happen and it just does not. And I love talking to people about it but I think it would be so cool to see a Nessie or something.
2: I think that since you're so open to it it will happen.
1: I hope. I would and I just want to have my phone like close by in case.
2: Yeah, definitely. I yeah. want to
1: be the next whatever that famous Bigfoot footage is. I want to be the next one of those.
2: <laughs> That's funny. I was just watching some Bigfoot shit last night. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, w- I put it on to go to sleep, too. But um, I wanted to tell you, man, I, I fucking was so excited because my layover to get to Tennessee was in Denver. And I was like, I'm going to be at the Denver airport for hours. I'm like, I'm going to go film so much shit. And I'm going to put together like, first-hand footage video. And I was so excited. And I couldn't find anything except for the gargoyles. Like They took down everything.
1: I wonder why.
2: Right. So I I heard that they took down the paintings a long time ago, but then somebody had told me no, that's not true. And then uh, I recently had seen like all the reptilian posters that they had everywhere. So like I put together a little video of it, and I was just so excited to see the shit for myself. And I went up to the information booth and I asked the lady. I was like, hey, can you tell me like where I could find all the conspiracy stuff? And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, OK, that's a weird fucking question. Like, anyways, I was yeah. like, you know, like the gargoyles are like the paintings of like the end of the world and, you know, like the reptilian stuff. And she was like, yeah, uh, the gargoyles are at the beginning of our both ends of the airport. And I don't know about any of that other stuff. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? How do you work at the Denver airport and not know this shit?
1: <laughs> so do you think this is a Mandela effect for some people?
2: No, I feel like they fucking took the shit down because it started to catch too much attention. And I couldn't even take a picture of the uh, the horse, the satanic horse outside, because it's not actually in front of the Denver airport. It's like a mile something away. And so I would have...
1: Oh, shit
2: i would have had to take an uber and i was scared i wasn't gonna fucking you know make, make
1: your it. flight yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, would
2: have, I had to go through i would have had to go through like uh the tsa and shit again uh, well oh, i did
1: no thanks
2: yeah so i so i went outside as soon as we got off to let my dog go uh to the bathroom she she was a champ on the plane by the way so <laughs> anyway so i i had to go through tsa again to get back in and uh-huh. I I didn't want to fucking go through that bullshit again because they made me take all of my fucking podcasting equipment out and then they, mm-hmm. yeah, all that shit. But uh, so I didn't get to see shit, man. I was so disappointed, but I really think they just took it down because it was drawing too much attention. I think that we are a lot louder than than we think.
1: Yeah, no, I do too, but they are never going to tell you that. They're never gonna encourage our behavior. <laughs> no, not gonna tell hard. you that they're having to change their plans based on what we're doing. I don't
2: think they're changing their plans. They're just like, oh shit, we were too blatant with that shit. Like people mm. maybe some of these people aren't as dumb as we thought.
1: Yeah, and we're the dangerous ones because as brilliant and evil geniusy as they are, they can't stop two little podcasters.
2: That's here.
1: That, that's, I mean, come on. They ain't got shit.
2: So, Canada has lost their fucking mind. What do you think about this shit? Like, you heard about how they're already doing the um, assisted uh, medical deaths. And now they're saying that they're trying to uh, make that available to handy, mentally handicapped people, not meaning, They're going to force kill mentally handicapped people.
1: They're just going to give them the option.
2: Well, no, I don't think they're going to give them the option. I think it's like they're mentally handicapped. We're going to medically assist their death is what they're trying to push forward, but they're already piggybacking off of that by trying to pass a bill by saying that uh, people that have refused to take the jab have a mental condition. Um you I I don't even know where
1: to I I didn't I had heard about the assisted like Dr. Kavorkian style weird shit, but I didn't hear about like oh if you haven't gotten turkey basted then you have a mental condition. And to that I would say how about I sit down and take an IQ test and then you can judge based on my results whether or not i have a mental condition because i promise you i'm smarter than a lot of the people you have hosting cnn
2: yes (laughs) yes 120 fucking percent but here's the scary thing is is are they even going to allow this type of a sit i mean i just hope it doesn't even get to that point i hope that there's some sort of fucking divine intervention or Or somebody says, no, that is the stupidest bill we've ever heard and shuts it down before it even fucking hits somebody's desk to sign.
1: Oh, yeah, because they're going to sign it 100% if it ever got that far. I have have a nice, healthy level of hope, but at the same time, I am very critical of everything. You know, I'm going to analyze it. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to see if it has legs. And... At the same time, be hopeful that it wouldn't, I think, and this is my opinion, that very much like in the Garden of Eden, the deceit is going to be so precise and look so good to us that it will cause literal temptation to go ahead and do it. Some of the stuff that they do is blatantly scary and blatantly, obviously, horrendous and awful. I think how they're going to get people is to make this look so good that you just can't live without it. And that's how you're going to get the mark or that's how you're going to get the pass. That's how you're going to get. It's not going to be something scary like getting turkey basted. It's not going to be something scary like a assisted Suicide. It's going to be literally like.
2: Well, you don't think it'll be forced on us, like because it does say in the Bible that we won't be able to uh, participate in society without it, so we won't. Yeah,
1: yeah, but but it's going to look good to us. We're going to want it. It's going to be like the Garden of Eden when Eve was like, I want this big delicious juicy apple and it was just oh i just really want to do it i'm i really want to take a bite of this apple it's going to be seductive to us and that is way more effective than fear and they realize that sex is way 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 fucking more appealing than fear so if they're going to get us they're going to make the idea look attractive to us something like ai kind of we all have it but we all talk about how awful it is but it makes our lives so easy to have it siri on our phone alexa in our kitchen
2: we We, wouldn't be having this conversation
1: we wouldn't be having this conversation it's so attractive to us because it it makes our lives better but we both know you and i that technology is just a trojan horse motherfucker that's ruining all of us and so if they're gonna chip somebody or give somebody a mark or do some beast like you can't buy or sell without the idea of it will look very attractive to us and that's the scary part is that we'll want it well, and I if you, they're gonna like
2: give you like a certain amount of fucking currency if you accept it. That's probably yeah. What it,
1: you're it. gonna want it. You're gonna want it. That's why you have right. to have the discernment, and you have free will to choose whether you get it. But you're gonna want it. It's right. not gonna be some scary shit like the turkey baster. But it's that gonna is be scary.
2: That is scary. If they're like everybody, you have nine hundred thousand dollars in your bank account, a month. and it's
1: gonna be. It's going to be something realistic if it's like that. It's going to be something based on the area you live in. In California, it will be a little bit more than in uh, Kentucky. But they'll give you, they'll say, you know, you'll get this. You'll just be able to go right up to the checkout, scan your palm, get right out. And we're going to give you like $6,500 a month. And you don't have to do, you don't have to work. You don't, And you know. So people would start thinking of how badly they hate their slave jobs and their nine to five jobs and their, um, bad
2: they're struggling and and
1: how bad they're struggling and just being able to sit and watch TV all day and the television and the programming and just getting to sit and watch that all day instead of working or farming or doing anything. We're going to live in these fucking stacked up condominiums. Yeah, in a little designated fucking shoe box, and with no backyard, and have a sixty-five hundred dollar a month limit that we can spend, and it will just go in the store and beep and get right out, and it's going to be very attractive to us.
2: Yeah, fuck that. That's scary. So be warned, everybody listening to this, don't be fooled. Mm. But- Did you know that Siri does this? I just found this out recently because I was looking for my phone and I was like, son of a bitch. I was like, hey, Siri, where are you? I'm here. So (laughs) I was like, oh, shit, it fell behind the bed. I did not not know that my shit did that. That is a game changer. How Mm -hmm. How much time have you spent looking for your fucking phone?
1: Yeah, and if you do that, like, Lumos thing, it'll turn your fucking flashlight on from Harry Potter.
2: Oh, what is it? Oh, I it... think
1: you have to do like, let me try it and see. Hey Siri, Lumos. Oh, shit. Yeah. And that's,
2: and that's the spell in uh, Harry Potter. To that's make that's his the spell out.
1: in Harry Potter. Yeah, this literal witchcraft on your phone.
2: The only one I remember is Expecto Patronum
1: yeah and then a fucking deer will pop out my motherfucker and i don't need a deer in my house
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah fuck all that shit well shit what's uh what's in the future for julia and cosmic peach i know you got your uh you got your merch out now um and you're making guest appearances on some of the hottest fucking shows obviously you're here so
1: yes
2: uh so what's what's next
1: And thank you for asking, because I try and I said before, sometimes the research I get into, it's almost too much for one person. So I try to do as much as I can, while still bringing the best information forward. So sometimes it takes me a long time to put out the separate parts, like it took me almost six months to put out Laurel Canyon part three, from the first one, because I just kept looking into stuff. So I am working on some separate projects. I'm going to have some new series coming out that I've been working on for months, and I have, um, I, uh, I have a special Christmas episode coming out that it's so fantastic I can't even tell you what it's about, and um, I never say no generally if someone asks me to come on their show because I'm so humbled that anybody even likes me or that anybody even gives a shit what's going on in my world so the fact that somebody would want to spend upwards of two hours just talking to me is um, it's incredible and I, I love working with you know Ryan from Dangerous World and Matt from Great Deception I love all those guys and Ghost is the person who kind of pushed me into starting my own podcast so i'm like eternally grateful for him
2: thank you Ghost.
1: Um, yeah he's great that's my third eye podcast hey
2: yeah those guys are awesome i love cunt that is like I <laughs> love the segment that they do together is the best segment
1: yes no and nice. they're great guys,
2: and- check out cunt and please if you have any burning conspiracies you want these guys to just toss around send in a voice clip because they need our help. The show will be so much better if all of us just bombard these guys with conspiracy after conspiracy.
1: Yes, don't be afraid to just shoot Ryan 16 different voice messages and just let him pick his favorite, which is really fun. It's like Russian roulette. You never know which one he's going to put on the show. So it's it's really fun. They're super down to earth. And um, I love our community because... Well, I love most of our community because we very much so support each other, which is important because it's not a competition. We're working together in tandem to tag team people in the conspiracy world. Like, just go out there. If you listen to White Rabbit, if you listen to Cosmic Peach, you listen to My Third Eye, whatever, just know it's not a competition. You can listen to one of us or all of us. We're all here for each other. And I'm just glad that. There's other people searching for truth, period. And I'm happy that this this is an awakening for people.
2: Well, I couldn't agree more. And, And I feel the same way, you know, when Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies agreed to come on my show because I decided I wanted to do a show. And I was before I even started it, I was driving home from work one day listening to Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies on Tinfoil Hat podcast. And then when i started my show like three weeks into it i hit them up just i just throwing fucking spaghetti at the wall and he's like yeah sure i'll come on and i was like holy shit you will <laughs> you know yeah yeah so it's- remembering how that made me feel i will go on anybody's show i don't care Maybe. if you have if you have zero fucking followers even if it's your very first episode Um, yep i'm in dude like that's what we're all about like the more of us out there, the more that we're spreading the word and our own truth. And man, we're bouncing ideas off of each other and the stronger this grows. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I fucking I love it.
1: Yeah, I compare our shows to a library. Um, so, you know, you walk into the conspiracy library and you can pick any book you want. But, you know, maybe you like something from the Cosmic Peach Library or maybe you like something from the White Rabbit um library but we're all in the same building it just depends on what resonates with you and sometimes hearing it from a different perspective just hits it home in there in yes. a way that maybe someone else they're not presenting the information in the same way and it's harder to grasp whatever the case may be I know there's a lot of people who are way more analytical even than I am but <laughs> I try to keep it fun and entertaining no but, you definitely
2: um, do and it and it <laughs> helps you. and it helps that you don't you don't hold back on your personality you know
1: <laughs> thank and, you
2: and it makes it easier to listen to when other people have a foul mouth so i'm like i think it's all of us people that are like over like just expanded thinkers i think that we all have that vocabulary i don't know why
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know fuck <laughs> <laughs> That's my new way to flip people off. It's this way, not this way.
2: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to adopt that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So um, for those of you that aren't watching, uh, seeing the link scroll across, would you like to tell everybody where they can follow you uh, social medias and find your podcast?
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um, I have cosmic.peach.podcast on Instagram. And I have a tiny YouTube right now. I'm still working on it. I have a couple people following me over there, but I'm, I'm trying to upload all my old episodes onto YouTube and it's just taking, it's very time consuming, but eventually more episodes will be on YouTube and Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, if you want to go on Instagram, my link tree is in the bio where you can check out the merch and all that fun stuff over there.
2: The fire merch.
1: The fire.
2: Well, fuck, man. You came, you crushed the first show back, and we have the fucking amazing Julia from Cosmic Peach, and I was so excited that you you blessed the show. <laughs> Thank for, uh, you. <laughs> for the comeback. So, uh, you. you. Yeah. Uh, anything you want to leave our listeners with on a good note, and uh, we'll get the fuck out of here and let them hear this song.
1: I just keeps it real So if you looking for somewhere to go to get your mind blown Stop by Cosmic Peach Podcast I always bring the cosmic fire And I'm happy to talk to you Send me a message And thank you so much for having me on One,
0: two, three, four I told you so I told you I told you Remember when I told you about 9-11 Remember when I told you about building 7 Remember when I told you about the fluoride right in the water Yes, I did. Remember when I told you about the new world order? Remember that? Remember when I told you about the chemtrails in the sky? Remember when I told you that NASA was full of lies? Remember when I told you about the ultra mind Control? Well, I just want to say that I told you so, yeah. Remember when I told you about 432 Hertz, that is And what 440 can do to you It hurts my ears Remember when I told you about the vaccine agenda Yes, I did And that Michelle Obama is a transgender Yes, she is The dinosaur fraud, the climate change scam, and yes, Sandra Bullock is also a man. Remember when I told you that there ain't no globe? Well, I just want to say that I I I told you so. 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 Remember when I told you about the TV flicker rate? And how it puts your brain in an alpha state? Remember when I told you about germ theory? Remember when I told you about gravity? Remember that? Remember when I told you about Paul McCartney? Remember when I told you about direct energy? Remember when I told you about Bob So? Well, I just wanna say that I told you so. 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 told you about the mainstream media Your so-called celebrities and pedophilia Remember that child trafficking and that arena Corona Remember when I told you about the Georgia Guidestone Remember when I told you about the false flag operation? Remember when I told you about 5G radiation? Remember that I told you that... Well, I just want to say that I told you so. 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 So